Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Joining us now to talk about the recent cattle on feed report and more with this cattle market. He's uh, giving us some time as he's busy with that Western Kansas wheat harvest. Lance Zimmerman, he is Senior Beef Analyst with Robo Research and Robo Bank. Lance, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for your patience and working with me as I'm out here helping the family get a crop in the bin. Yeah, we got to get that crop in the bin when it is time to go. It is time to go. That is for sure. And uh, of course, uh, happy to uh, work with you and, and find a time that worked to get you on the air with us here. And let's talk cattle on feed report here, Lance. That's where I want to start. That June report, you know, for the most part, it felt like to me the numbers came in about where they were expected to seem like that placements number was a bit higher, maybe a bit bearish to the market overall. What's your assessment of the uh, Catalan feed report for June? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, for the vast majority of the numbers, they hit right along lines with expectations for market analysts, market participants. The the placement number is the one that continues to be a surprise, right? Uh, that happened both with that May placement number in that June report, also happened with the preceding one in April. And I would say on the whole, for year-to-date 2023, placements have remained stronger than most folks would anticipate. And I think certainly stronger than even the futures markets would anticipate. But you look at the number, and what's interesting to me is, based on where our April one, feeder cattle and calf supply outside of feed yards were, uh, that number reported on 450,000 head roughly compared to last year. Placements in April and May since that number was published are actually up nominally I believe 20,000, 50,000 head year over year. And so what it tells me is, as we transition through June, July, and August, we really should start to see in earnest if that outside supplied number from April 1 is right, much tighter, much smaller year over year placements going forward. The drought has just encouraged us to continue to place these cattle more early and more often, but you can only do that so long if these numbers and these report numbers across the different platforms all jive together, eventually we're going to see the declines hit the feed yard inventory in a much more dramatic fashion. Well, and Lance, that's something that I wanted to ask you about as well. I know, you know, in the, in the feed yards and at the auction barn here as of late, I mean, we've just seen continued prices soaring and soaring and soaring. Are we starting to see some of that level off here as we get into the month of you know, end of June into July. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I believe we are, Jesse. You know, as we look at it, the expectation coming into the year for myself, a lot of other folks has been that we're going to have a seasonal looking market year and trade at higher highs at every point in the market cyclical and at higher lows during a, a normal seasonal pattern within a calendar year. And so what you're starting to see, even at record high or near record high levels for a lot of classes of cattle. We're getting past grilling demand. We're getting past kind of the key booking for retail and food service through the summer. We're starting to get into more of those market-ready cattle that come in line as we get into the summer months. And so as that, that natural market progression happens, it means that we start rolling this market over we're going to carve out summer lows probably sometime in July, early August, uh, and it'll be $10, $15 back from where we traded at the highs, you know, somewhere in that mid 160s, maybe worst case scenario. My expectation would be absolute worst case scenario, low 160s, and then we're going to work higher from there into the fourth quarter. 
I know as well, just uh, another side note here, I think, in this market, obviously the grains have been very volatile. Maybe uh, some producers, some ranchers thinking about locking in some feed needs here just with some of the volatility and the, the up and down in this corn market here. Uh, I'd have to think a lot of folks maybe looking at some of those margins right now, Lance. Yeah, you have to be right. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we understand that in general, the cattle market's going to stay very well supported from a supply standpoint. Grains are still going to present uh, a lot of frustration for us going forward. The generalized market trend is still a bit up in the air with the drought challenges we're facing from the, the panhandle and deep south of Texas producing regions all the way up through the, the upper Midwest and Great Lakes states. And so, you know, taking advantage of what the corn market per, can present us and buy on some breaks, basis is still extremely high in a lot of areas compared to historical norms for late June, early July. Um, but trying to buy those opportunities and, and forward contracts and getting some good basis as well is something that's going to pay dividends because I think the grain market's going to stay generally more supportive based on supply as well, even if demand is a little bit softer. But volatility is going to be there in that market for a while, I'm afraid. Well, Lance, you think about the supply side. we got to think about the demand side as well with that. And I know uh, Bank just released their barbecue index. So talk to me a little bit about that demand side. What did you guys find in that new report? And, and what are we looking at from, from the consumer side here, from that demand side right now for beef? Yeah, that the barbecue index was a really fun thing that we did as a Robbo research team. Um, Robbo Bank has a variety of analysts. I'm the, obviously a cattle and beef analyst. We have folks across the other animal protein segments, grain and oil seeds, all the way to food and beverage and other consumer goods. We kind of all work together to figure out what's the cost of a, a typical summer barbecue for 10. And right now, uh, it's nearing $100 for that barbecue uh, to buy all the, the hamburger patties, buns, beer, pop, chips, you name it, um, up like 30% from where it was five years ago pre-pandemic. And so, yes, U.S. consumers are stressed right now. We read it in the popular press articles. We hear it regularly with each jobs report, inflation index posting from the, the CPI. But the reality is, when it comes to it, we also have a new consumer demographic that, that's the key buyer today in the American economy, and that's the millennial generation. As we went through the pandemic, the Xers, the boomers, they took backseat. Millennials are now the ones spending more on food and grocery than any other demographic. And they love experience. They came out of the pandemic buying stuff, right? They bought grills. They bought Blackstone griddles. They bought smokers. They want to use them. And so what we're seeing is demand is holding up exceptionally well for beef right now. We were five cents away from record high prices in May. My guess is in June we'll post a new record high or match the previous record high of $7.55 a pound that was set in October of 2021. Um, and so far, Beef's that, that item out there in the grocery basket that, as I've said to your, your listeners before, it's expensive, but the consumer says it's worth it. And so keep doing what we are, keep producing high-quality beef, and the consumer's going to reward us appropriately, it seems. Well, great thoughts, as always, with that. Senior Animal Protein Analyst on the cattle sign with Rumble Research, Lance Zimmerman. Appreciate you, sir. Thanks for joining us. Be safe out there with that Western Kansas weed harvest, and we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, thanks, Jesse. Take care. And this has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.